This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. What's up, guys? This just in. And it, actually, you might have actually heard it this just in in the last episode when the doorbell rang and we weren't ready for it. <laughs> uh, so we're, we have an interview today, and this one's a pretty special one because it's very, very important to Vegas. And uh, the sexy voice you're going to be hearing for the next hour is uh, uh, Jason Golden. Of the Golden Knights. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the Golden Knights. <laughs> uh, Jason, why do you think we brought you here? Uh, to interrogate and possibly destroy me. That, oh, damn it, he figured it out already. Ha <laughs> ha. Just right to the end. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen every James Bond movie. Dude. That was the episode? Good, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Jason's here because he's uh, started a charity. Yes. And it's a kind of a cool charity. I try. And... We get to, well, I mean, we, you, Rich, do dress up. I do, yeah. I, I haven't yet because I can't find a character that I portray well at all, but we'll get there. Uh, yeah, Jason started uh, Critical Care Comics. And yeah. uh, can you tell us what that is? Okay. Well, um, you want me to go all the way back and like how the whole. Back to the Freakazoid back, era yeah, since we yeah. just. <laughs> back, back, to, back to the dawn. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, well, this whole mission basically started. Uh, when I was 15 years old, I was diagnosed with leukemia, and uh, I was out of the hospital for a couple of years getting treatment. And during this prog process, uh, I was a big fanboy. I read a lot of comics, and my mom knew that I'm Jason reads a lot of comics. So uh, when I was diagnosed and getting treatment, my mom and dad used to run to the um, local convenience stores. You know, they used to have the 7-Eleven Circle K's in the corner with the old spinner racks, and she grabbed like seven or eight books for me and dropped them off for me at the hospital before she go to work. And uh, that was my escape. You know, I'm sitting there and getting my treatment. I'm alone in the hospital. I'm bored. And this was back in 92, 93. So we didn't have, I mean, at the time we had an old uh, 89 Nintendo in the hospital in a plexiglass cart, a like, plexiglass container on an AV cart wheeled from room to room. The only games we had was Mario Brothers slash Duck Hunt, and they didn't give us the gun. <laughs> and we had... Hospitals don't get guns. No, no guns. And we had uh, Excite Bike. And that was it. And Jerry Springer, if you were lucky, right? Oh, this was before Springer. <laughs> oh, oh, God. This was, you know, this was this Springer around? I don't remember Springer being on my radar yet. Yeah. I know you're that old, was... James, but we're older. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. I'm the young one in the group now. This is scary. Yeah. I was around with Twisted Al TVs. <laughs> younger than me. I remember just rabbit ears on top of the aluminum foil. You don't know about that shit, kids. But the... Um, but yeah, that was that was my escape. You know, I'm getting my treatment, and I'm I'm hanging out mentally in my head. I'm hanging out with Spidey and you know Wolverine and the X Men. Um, when I got when I was actually diagnosed um, in the clinic, you know, they're breaking down basically what leukemia is, and they're explaining it to me. Uh, you know, it's a mutation of your blood cells. Well, I got that. I understood that. I'm reading the X Men, so in my mind, it's like, all right. So basically, you're telling me I'm a mutant. I just have really shitty powers, and they're <laughs> like, well. That's a good way to look at it, but we're going to make you better. So it it clicked with me. I, yeah. I, I got it. I wasn't as scared as, you know. So, um, you know, going through the entire treatment, uh, everything worked out. Everything's cool. Obviously, I'm here. Yeah. Um, but still a big comic fan. Still collecting and still reading. Uh, over time, amassed a very large collection of comics um, and emotionally attached to them. You know, it's, it's a little different. I mean, we're all... We all have certain books that we could look at, especially if we go back to the comic shops and we look at, you know, old back issues. And we look at the issue and we, it takes us right back to 
when we read it, you know, we may not re- remember the entire story that happened in the book, yep. but we remember what we were going through when we read that issue, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, you know, we're all attached to them in a certain way. And, you know, the books I had for the most part didn't have any value. It was all early nineties stuff. You know, the, the diamond foil hollow cut covers and all the flashy, you know, I was yep. all into that, man. The image started, <laughs> I was all about it. That was, <laughs> that was it. I'm the demographic for that crap. I was the one buying the brigade and the young bloods and the Turoks from Valiant. And, oh yeah, that was me. Uh, you're welcome. But the, um, you know, I had the collection going on, got older, got married, life's good. You know, life starts getting really good. You know, I, I got really, really lucky. I'm not to sound really corny about it, but the stupid corny Disneyland happy magic. Oh, yeah. That shit's real, mm-hmm. you know. And when you get it, sometimes it's a little scary if you're not ready for it. But the uh, everything was really good. And life was getting really good. And I felt like, it's like, all right, you know, I feel like you're not the bitch about things anymore. You know, I got it really good. Well, we got... Uh, well, uh, T had to go in for a procedure. Uh, I was at um, Desert Springs Hospital, and I'm in the waiting room waiting for her to come out of anesthesia. And it's first time back in that environment, type yeah. like that. And PTSD is a very real thing. Oh, yes, sure. it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it hit me like a ton of bricks waiting in there. Uh, my phone was at 5%. Maury Povich was on TV. There you go. And uh, there were about four magazines at the table that were all Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie type shit. And on top of that, it was like six months old. So they were old magazines just in there chilling. I'm sitting there and I'm tripping out. And I look in the corner and there's a table just sitting there and it's just empty. Like, you know, it'd be really damn cool if there was a stack of comic books in that table. Yeah. The light bulb went off and I'm like, okay, I've got that time probably close to about 15,000 comic books in my garage. Mm-hmm. Tia would really like to park in that garage. <laughs> like, you know what would be really cool if I could find an outlet to get rid of the comics? Find a way to create that escape like I felt like I had yeah. just for, you know, 10 minutes. Pull that kid out of whatever circumstance they're in and I feel like I, I've done something, you know. That could be my contribution to and maybe that's the reason why I'm here and like some kind of corny sense. So um, that was in May will be seven years when um, I first decided I wanted to do this. Yeah. Uh, it took about a year uh, planning, organizing. Stars were all in the right places. I met the right people. Um, thank God that one of the CEOs of one of the hospitals that I first started going to uh, heard my story, also was a huge fanboy, gets it 110%, and that was it. I had to find... So I have the books, but it's like I need someone that understands. I need someone yeah. that gets it because a lot of a lot of our culture, and thank God the nerd culture is getting a lot more accepting. Yeah. Of, you know, when I grew up, I got beat up for reading yep. comics. You know? I got beat I, up just for wearing glasses. You know, you couldn't you couldn't be yourself. Now you walk down the street, you know, you see a kid all decked out, Spider Man T shirt, Iron Man pants, or Batman shoes. It's yeah, different. That's you when know? you're like, hey, yep. you can't mix Marvel and DC here, okay? What no, are you doing? Well, no, no. At, at that point, I see him like, you just rock it, you know? You rock because he's, he's wearing his role models. Yeah. You know? He's wearing his heroes. That's what he's aspiring to be, you know? It's just, it's just, it's a different age now. And it's really cool that it's, it's a lot more accepting now. And it's a lot more, I mean, end games coming up in what two weeks are we all losing yeah. our shit right now i've been losing oh, my I'm shit for like four yeah. months now <laughs> okay yeah star wars trailer dropped like last week did we all fucking cry because i did you <laughs> weren't you weren't here for the podcast uh we had a revelation about that trailer specifically so it was called the rise of skywalker correct 
and everybody's arguing whether or not it's going to be Ray or <laughs> it's going to be Ben. I had another theory. Okay. The, the Last Jedi was the Last Jedi. The Jedi are extinct now. Well, who's the last surviving member with Skywalker blood right now? I'm going to uh, blow your theory totally out of the well, way. No, this, hold on. This is a crazy okay. one. So my theory doesn't revolve around any family relations at all. Yeah. The Jedi religion is gone. They're replacing it with the Skywalker religion. I like it. <laughs> I don't mind that at all. That's pretty legit. So, well, that makes sense, too, with the whole opening and the way Luke Yeah, you will no longer be called a Jedi. You'll now be called a Skywalker. Skywalker. And, yeah. and then anybody of any race or any ethnicity can now be a Skywalker. Yep. Because they just it, have to adopt it, their That's what the credo. whole thing was. To just That's what Luke wanted to do was to end the Jedi. Yeah. You know, and that was... It makes sense. It makes total sense. It's almost beautiful. But <laughs> but if you can destroy James's uh, don't yeah you, theory, we, we have to means. do it at least once a week. <laughs> well, the way the way they're all kind of building it up, and I'm not, I don't know, I don't know anything. But the way I'm kind of seeing it is um, the last blood Skywalker that we know of is Kylo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Does he turn good? That's I'm that hoping was, so. Why is Pal, Why is Palpatine cackling? That's that's the big question. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> it, I think he's cackling he, just because he's back. Has he been around? Is he back? How is he back? We I don't. Is yeah. Snoke dead? Don't even Frankie. Don't even. Start I think Snoke is dead. Personally, I think Snoke is dead. Um, Why build up a character like Captain Phasma just to kill her off like that? Because they're mm. because they're crazy. They made a lot of mistakes in the last two movies. <laughs> there. You said it. I mean, so especially when Captain Phasma is such a. Well, as, as a pivotal character, but not only that, but her as an actress is very well known, especially with what's going on right now. Yes. So if you didn't know, Captain Phasma is Brienne Tarth from Game of Thrones, the really tall one. The, the I forgot what his I always forget what his name was. The wildling who's got uh, was it wildling? I think it was wildling. The one that looks like a Viking who's totally into her, and she's like six foot six or something, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to climb that mountain." It's it's funny. I like that. Um, so I just heard recently that uh, Critical Care had won an award. Uh, yeah, uh, last Saturday. This past Saturday, um, we were invited. Well, it was it was all secret squirrel. I didn't wasn't quite one hundred percent sure what was going on. Um, I knew that we were invited to a gala at St. Rose. That's all I really knew. So then, that's enough information for me to start jumping on you know the internet and start doing some research and figuring out exactly what this gala is all about. So then I found out it was like superhero type themed and like, okay. And that's all the information that they really gave to me for the most. Then I found out later that my wife was working with the coordinators of the event and through a whole bunch. But yeah, to make a very long story short, I met Kevin Eastman and he gave me an award for St. Rose Hospital. That's awesome. So yeah, that was, um, I'm still a little bit uh, kind of in shock. <laughs> I, I think the last award I got was like spelling bee, so I would be in shock for any of those. <laughs> what word was it? What was your final word? Do you remember? Pendulum. Was that really the word? Or you just make that. No, shit it up? really was, was pendulum. Really, it sticks with you. Yeah. you. Remember that shit. And I think the next year I got out on macaroni. Macaroni was the one that got me out. Two C's. Damn it. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. I mean, any, any kind of award is good, especially when it's it's like it's, it's something like this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Brian, I just remembered a comedian, Brian Reagan, for the spelling bee joke. Oh, God, don't go there. <laughs> All right, so you have, um, well, I guess, you know what? We never went into it. 
I don't even know how we, we did it, but so Critical Care Comics has comics. That's yep. that's their yep. thing. The, the primary goal is um, well, that was that was the origin of the mission. Our mission is to deliver comic books to sick kids in hospitals. Yes, that's, that's the mission. Uh, primary mission is to enter pediatric facilities. Um, basically, I walk in with about. On average, at least one long box and one short with me, sometimes two long boxes, depending on the hospital. And uh, we go room to room and visit the kids. And the original idea is, I, as much as I wanted to give the comics away, I just didn't, I'm kind of a big guy, I could be a little intimidating. I didn't want to go from room to room and pretty much be like, hey kid, you want some comic books? And hand it off. <laughs> Scream at him. Yeah, you will take these books. Here's some um, candy too. <laughs> hey kids, I got a van outside. Oh, don't no. put this part on the thing. But the, um, the, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to create that experience. You know, yeah. um, when I was sick, one of the main things that really stuck out with me was, you know, I was in there and like, and granted I was diagnosed and everything. I was treated back in Phoenix, Arizona. That's where I, that's my yep. hometown. So, you know, <clears throat> when I was sick, like the, the Phoenix Suns would come through with the gorilla and go around and see all the kids. That was cool. You know, the baseball players would come through and see all the kids before the Diamondbacks. So it was like the AAA team back in the day. But they come by and see the kids, you know, but really what stuck out to me was the weather guy. Just a normal weather guy, you know, not that big of a deal. But he'd come through with these little these little stupid balloons, like the like the Goodyear Blimp balloons. Yeah. But they were whistles. <laughs> and he'd come through and he'd see every kid. You know, we, we know who he is. He's the weather yeah. guy on TV, you know. He'd come through, kind of tell us all hi, you know, at, you know, how you guys doing? I'm just coming to say hi. Here's a little whistle for you. And he'd leave. Just drop off the whistle and walk out the room. Go to the next kid. As... As you listen to him, as he's walking around the room, he'd walk into the first room and he'd leave and go into the second room. You'd hear that kid blow the whistle. You'd walk into the next room and he'd leave and you'd hear that kid blow the whistle. By the time he's done and leaves all the rooms and he's going to like the next section of the hospital, it's like a fucking symphony. All <laughs> those kids are blowing the whistle. And it's like, and I'm sitting there, I'm 15 years old and I'm blowing this little stupid thing because we're like, we're communicating to each yeah. other in the hall. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like the Lord of the Flies communicating because <laughs> we can't leave the damn room. But that's how the hospital was when we were in there. I mean, I was 15. For the most part, a lot of the kids on the floor, they were 8, 10, you know. That floor, when we were feeling good and we were out of the room, running around with our little stupid IV poles, running around, it was Lord of the Flies. Those nurses let us do whatever the hell we wanted because we were feeling good. Yeah. So I was running around putting KY jelly on the phones and calling the nurse's station. I was 15. I was a jerk. <laughs> um, I'd steal the 60cc syringes out of, out of the, the supply cabinet, fill them full of water, and we'd have water fights in the hallway. Hmm. You know, but they knew if we were acting like a jerk, we were feeling okay. Yeah. You know? I'd always bum the one of my uh, one of the good RNs. Good, they were all good. But one of the one of the RNs I really really remember well. Um, his name was Billy. He'd always come in with like a roll of quarters like once a week. Well, we had a Street Fighter Two machine downstairs, and that was my incentive to get my ass up out of bed. Because he challenged me downstairs in Street Fighter. <laughs> so we, we'd go downstairs and go down the elevator. And that was my motivation to get my ass out of bed. Because yep. the doctor wanted me to start walking around. So I was like, let's go play video games. You know, It's that, it's that outlet. It's that Why connection. don't they have those anymore? I guess because they have their own Xboxes. That's primarily, yeah. Well, you, you go around, you end up seeing the kid in there. And they've got you know their PS4s hooked up. They've got their tablet in their lap. And that's one of the things, too, that's like, when you're trying to explain to people, I want to bring comics in the hospital. In this technology, in this day and age, people have tablets. People have this. You know, the, the you look at Barnes and Noble. Well, you look at Borders. Borders are gone. You know, yeah. you look at the the book sales. Comic book comic book stores are are losing revenue daily. They're trying to compete by pulling in Funko Pops, T-shirts, anything they can to try to bring that extra dollar back in. 
because readership's falling because people don't want to pay five bucks for a freaking comic book. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's coming down to. You it know? is. I, 18 pages for me is about four minutes, five minutes. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't afford to to fill up an hour. Well, not only that, but what are you getting out of it? Yeah, you're not getting any substance anymore out of it. Yep. Anymore. They're all. It's like that's that's half the kicker. That's why I dig back issues so much. You go back and pull out older back issues of stories. I was reading. Um, oh, I posted on Facebook a couple days ago. I was reading an old X Factor issue, and I'm sitting there, X-Factor. and it's, it's an old X Factor from like '96, maybe. Not that big of a deal. It was the old Havoc Polaris team, and a strong guy, and everything was all into Wolfsbane and everything. And I'm reading it, and and Polaris had like this epic speech about just like, you know, how could you stand there and see them bleeding on the ground when you know that you could do something? This is Xavier's dream. We have to, and it was it was epic, and you just don't get that anymore. This meat and potatoes of like what it all stood for, you don't get it anymore in the comic industry. Have you seen Shazam? No, not yet. Have you read the Shazam New 52's volume one that the movie's based off of? For the most part. I, yeah, I'm f- very familiar with it. The movie is much better. Than the New 52? Which, than that New 52's version, which was surprising to me because he is such a brat. <laughs> and, and if you read, so I'm not spoiling the movie, but I'm spoiling uh, the comic <laughs> book series from seven years ago or whatever when it came, when it came out. There is no explanation, really, as to why Billy suddenly starts caring about his family. They just basically skip that. But the movie goes into it. And I'm like, you know what? If I was paying four bucks a piece every month, I deserve to understand the character development that this character is going through. That's why you're attached to it. You know, it's it's that that's why we... You think about it, that's why we love Star Wars so damn much. We're all invested emotionally mm-hmm. with each and one of those characters. Even the people who hate Rose, they're still invested because they have feelings for that person. They hate yep. her. Can I just know? say one thing to the people that hate Rose? Fuck you guys. Thank you. Because Rose is fucking amazing. <laughs> Rose is badass. Um, so you have... Uh, um, oh, actually... We we still have we still haven't touched it. <laughs> I'm a wordy bitch. So, I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's what we want. Um, so you want to give the experience? How Wait. do you do it? Okay. So the idea was um, to uh, bring the superheroes to the kids. You know, it was um, is I wanted to create that experience. I wanted the kid to leave and no longer be like I was in the hospital because of A, B, and C. You know, I wanted them to leave and like I was in the hospital and I met Spider Man and Batman and they left me this big stack of comic books. That's what I want yep. them to remember, you know. So I, uh, I've amassed a team. God, we're rolling at what now? 30, 33 costumes, something like that. Thirty-four De- people in at, costume. At least thirty. I mean, because some people, um, some people have costumes that they do or don't wear in, in hospitals and stuff. So there's more costumes if you count all the people who go to conventions, right? Yeah, because uh, is Byron is Byron part of it? No. Okay. I was going to say, because I know Byron does uh, Blade, but that's probably not a good one for a hospital. But he also does Spider-Man stuff. So. It'd be awesome yeah. for events, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he is awesome. I'm, I'm sure he'd be down with the Daywalker, man. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that, was the, that was the experience. I mean, my, my thing, my fulfillment that I get out of it is pretty much picking the book. You know, that's, for the most part, I'm kind of choosing what the kid gets, you know. And I'm I'm the curator, you know. And and we when we go, I I I select all the books that I'm, we're bringing to the hospital, and we go through it. 
And uh, we go room to room to the kids. The superheroes go in and they talk and you know they're having a conversation. Sometimes it can last. You know, it depends if the kids feeling it and vibing and how well it goes. Sometimes the visit can only last you know five ten minutes. Sometimes they're in the room for thirty five, almost forty minutes because it depends how it goes. We're not gonna just yeah. you know if it's on a roll, we're not ending it. We're gonna hang out. Yeah, if it's and, helping the kid too, especially. Right. So we're, we'll, you know, I'll be in the hallway, and my keyword that I listen for is pretty much the, the whole phrase is, uh, who's your favorite superhero? Once I hear that, who is your favorite superhero, I'm on point. I know my job. Yep. So it's like, I'm sitting here listening, and, you know, let's just, let's say uh, Spidey, Deadpool, and Wolverine are in a room together. And I'll throw Black Widow in there, too. They're all in the room together. Who's your favorite superhero? Doesn't have to be one of us. Can't just say The Flash. I'm digging. I've got Flash books. I've got Flash. I've got Green Arrow. I've got Hawkeye. I've yeah. got you. You name it. For the most part, I try to have it because the day I the day the kid says Thanos is his favorite superhero, <laughs> it's happened, and it's not in there. I feel like a dick. <laughs> so I personally have to make sure you know it's in there, and that's my joy. I pick through it and I'll dig through it, and it's like basically all I need to know is male or female and their age, and I'm good. I, for the most part, have great pride in being the comic whisperer. That you tell me what pretty much, you know, I feel a vibe of what you're kind of into a little bit. I know a couple books. Maybe I'll give you a stack of like five or six. You may not dig all of them, but there's one in there. You're like, dude, this was phenomenal. Do we do we want to test them? I, I want to test them. Uh, <laughs> well, so <clears throat> I just met uh, Jason tonight. Uh, my girlfriend. So my girlfriend's very familiar with you guys. So what would you say is? I do have a favorite superhero. Do you know what would you say it is? What Guessed you, upon your personality yeah. for like the like what fifteen minutes I've known you. Yeah, exactly. you're up. You're definitely up in the Deadpool category somewhere. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> My favorite's actually Superman. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking boy. Scout. I actually have now. Now which? Okay. Now now you say Superman. You got to start getting a little bit more specific. Superman has a wide variety where you start picking. Yeah. Are not, you are you more? Newer Superman, older fanboy Superman, older Superman, and there's a now, reason. Now wait, I'm not done yet. Now we talking. You're saying older Superman. You're talking about like '90s Super because you're young. Yeah. '90s Superman, '80s Superman, '70s Superman, Man of Steel Superman from a faraway planet, born from Krypton. <laughs> that type of Superman, or like probably the '80s and '90s Superman. So but, so utmost Boy Scout right yes. before the big huge bouffanty like perm <laughs> with the swoop and. <clears throat> And but I, you're you're very much the Joel Schuster. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, okay. I am. Um, well, two two reasons. Uh, I did say, uh, I think around our, one of our first podcasts that I have a reason why I like Superman, and I'd say why. I feel like this is a good enough reason why. So, two reasons. One, when I was growing up, uh, my mother and I had our, our you know our bonding time, and we always watched Smallville together. That was our one show. You're done. You're but, good. You're, you've earned your cred back. But <laughs> there was another one. So. Yeah. Um, my mom was a single mom growing up and, uh, she would, she would date guys. That's what you do. And, uh, <clears throat> there were some guys I hated that she, you know, I'd met and there were some guys I really liked. And one of them I respected more than anybody, um, for years, she dated him for a long time. Uh, he was a quadriplegic. So he, you know, was in a wheelchair and he did all this other stuff and he still made do like he built cars. He would go to work. He would do all this stuff. And every single one of his license plates, he was a big car guy, always said up, up, and away. Because that was his, you know, that was his, his mantra. That's it, that yeah, was his thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I know the one at one point they had come out with, this. remember, this is a long time ago, uh, a wheelchair of sorts that would wheel around but would actually stand you up, too, so you can be fully 
you know, fully upright and standing. And he put up, up and away in the back of that and stuff too. So from that point, when I was like, what does that up, up and away mean? You know, I'm, I think I'm like 12, 11 years old. And he was like, oh, it's Superman. I like that guy. And so I started looking into it and then boom, it just stuck. Yep. And that's, that was right before I started watching Smallville. So right after that, I was like, oh, this is what he was so talking that was, about. That was the first seed that was planted. Yep. yep. It, it sticks with you. Yes, it does. You know, mine, mine was the electric company. So it, it was Spider-Man. Yeah. Like straight up. That, that my first memory of like any superhero experience wasn't from a comic. It was from the electric company. You know, PBS back in the day. And Spider-Man. Yeah. That, that For was me, it was He-Man. Nerd. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Prince Adam. He's so confused. <laughs> He's got so many issues. I'm f- afraid of Cringer. I'm afraid of Orko. There's issues with that cartoon, man. They're really. I, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> There's issues with the cartoon. You know, so, they had such good moral stories, though. I, every like, cartoon back then had a moral story. I, I, I rewatched it, and I was like, "Wait a minute! This is this is even really corny. Like, this is actually legitimately good advice that I wish more kids would like know." It's true. Well. And now we're going to get in the whole debate of Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. But the, um, you know, I mean that for the most part, for the most part, Saturday morning cartoons were doing their job. Yeah. They were raising us on Saturday they mornings. They were. You know, once that, honestly, if you do, I'm a firm believer in this. Do a, I want to see a study being done of this. The downcline of Western civilization the minute they took away Saturday morning cartoons from our broadcasting. I can, I can, I can believe it because I remember waking up and watching a few Saturday morning cartoons, uh, there was uh, right near the the end when I started high school. There was like Pokemon and stuff like that. Uh, you were watching. at the very tail end yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah, I was at the very tail end. Of it. But I also remember growing up a lot was Power Rangers after school, and you oh, know they were always like, yeah. you know, you must do good. Like well, that was your, that was also your incentive to get to the day at school. Yeah, you just wanted to get home to watch Power Rangers. You yeah. know, it was the same way with me back in the day. Mine was Robotech. So it's like Robotech was on. Well, there was two showings. There was one at like 6 a.m., which there was no way I was going to be up at 6 in the morning. <laughs> and the other one was at like 4.30 in the afternoon after school. Yep. Same episode, though. So it was like you bust ass, you go through school, you, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's all mundane crap when you were a kid, but man, it was so important back oh, yeah. then. And you bust your ass to get home just to kick back and watch cartoons for a few minutes. Like, don't mine, was, mine was, uh, I think it was like 4.30, uh, Power Rangers would come on. Five o'clock. I'm like, I'm going outside. I have to reenact what I just saw with my <laughs> friends. I have to go fight each other. Yep. And then you spend like the next 30, 45 minutes deciding who's the Red Ranger because, you know, well, yeah. he's the Red Ranger. <laughs> um, well, Forget I was, the Red Ranger. It was always the special Ranger. The Green, Green Ranger, Ranger yeah. all the way. <laughs> we all like the Pink Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a problem with the Pink Ranger at all. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Amy Jo Johnson was cool. <laughs> um, I was going to ask who your favorite hero was, but I think you probably just told us. Who do you think? Mine? I'd say Spider. Yeah, it's Spider Man. Yours? <clears throat> you right. gotta give him a little. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm, a, gonna, I'm, gonna, okay. I'm gonna need a little bit of help. Give me, okay. give, give me Marvel or DC. Marvel and non-standard. Non-standard. I, I already said it's non-standard. That's why I wanted. <laughs> that's why I wanted either Marvel or DC. Yeah. Because I'm leaning. If it was DC, I'd almost lean more towards Swamp Thing. If it was a DC type thing, like and, sp- and specifically the Alan Moore Swamp things, trailer just came out for that today. I haven't seen it yet. Ooh, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's been canceled though, hasn't it? Haven't they stopped development on it? No, the trailer just was came it, out was today. That the, was that the? You sure? Yeah. You, I, I, I read okay. I, it, keep, keep granted, I read it off Reddit. I could be totally wrong, but I could. I just saw something not too long ago that they canceled production on Swamp Thing. That it, it is done. They're not doing it. Keep going, Frankie. 
<laughs> okay. So <laughs> Okay, so see so, yeah, so Marvel, Marvel uh non-standard and street level hero. Luke Cage? Ooh, that was pretty close. Daredevil? Uh, so I was closer with a Moon Knight? No. Moon Knight's way too wealthy and involved. You said two of the four uh, yeah, defenders. Netflix defenders. So it's you're, you're doing all those. Iron Fist? Iron Fist. Fuck yeah, you get much props <laughs> for that. Okay, so so your favorite character is Danny Rand. Yes, like, okay. Danny Rand. How did you feel about the Netflix series? <sighs> it was coming into it, uh, initially watching the first okay. a couple of episodes, I thought, I was like, this is kind of going pretty pretty well were, were like, you still waiting for danny's balls to drop <laughs> yeah, like, okay that's what i waited for the entire series for just for danny's balls to drop the biggest thing like when somebody was just like oh danny got like because when he gets beat and like he's just like really i was like no if danny was in a situation he just boom bop beep and beat them up and be like Haha, it's time to go get some chinese food <laughs> For the well, we're also we're we're also catching it for the Netflix series from the beginning of his story. So yeah. he's he just left Kun Lao and all that, and he's very weak, and he hasn't emotional discovered his too. Power. oh, very emotional. And that was that was the aspect that I dug. All the Netflix series, I felt like they had heart. Mm-hmm. And for me, for me personally, that's what I look for in pretty much everything. If if I read a book and I like it. I like it because I feel something out of it. I'm getting something out of it, you know, and that's that's its contribution to me. Um, Luke Cage, out of all of them, Luke Cage is my hands down favorite series. I get so torn between that because You're I so didn't good. know anything about Luke Cage before oh, I watched sweet it. Sweet Christmas, and I love Luke Cage, but and it's it's so unfair. But I liked Jessica Jones probably an inkling more because of David Tennant being in it, just him, his presence. See, season um, one, Luke Cage is my favorite of the Netflix Marvel stuff, though. It's the, only, it's the only series that I've jumped up out of the couch and actually said, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I was, I mean, all in all, I mean, there's a lot to do with it, though, too. I'm, I, I love hip hop. I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan. So, I mean, when Luke pulls on the buds and he's walking through and oh, Wu-Tang's man. playing and, he, and that he's fucking up that room, <laughs> yes. I was dying. Well, Method Man shows up, yeah. and I was like, he's in the Marvel oh, Universe now. You know? so good. It's, I, so take that aspect, made it even more special for me, but Jessica Jones blew me away. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is, it's it's the story. If you've read the story of the per, it's the story. Yeah, they never went know? into uh, Jewel either. No. Well, they kind of touched on it slightly. With uh, a her costume and when they did God. say like oh, she was done being a superhero, so they no, it was like after. But her her best friend, the radio host, Hellcat. Yeah, yeah she. I, I feel at, sad. We'll never get to see we'll her. Never get to see yeah. her we'll her, never get to see her now. At one point, she goes, "Oh, we need to think up of a name for you." Oh, I like Jewel. Like, and, and, please, and then she please? was like. <laughs> And then Jessica Jones was like, that sounds like a dumb name. <laughs> and you're like... So two, the two things that I, I was, I was going to point out. So um, of the Netflix, all those series, um, Luke Cage was my favorite fighting style. Because, you know, Daredevil was amazing because they did it all in one, you know, one take. It was all martial arts. Iron Fist, again, was all martial arts. I don't, probably not done in one take, but all martial arts stuff. Jessica Jones was just, she was just yeah, her own. Yeah. But uh, Luke Cage, his fighting style was kind of just 
take it and then put it back. Like he was a wall. Yeah, yeah. you can't it, stop him. He's are, got forward momentum. You're gonna keep walking backwards because yep. he's walking towards <laughs> you. That's my, Luke Cage. My favorite parts were always when someone punched him and he's just he's just fed up at that point. He's like, I don't want to do this no. right now. My favorite part was when uh, Danny punched him and he was like. Whoa! Yeah, he felt it. Oh, yeah, he actually felt it for once. Like, oh, okay, holy so, shit! And with uh, Danny um, and Luke Cage, the piece that out of that uh, was specifically Defenders when they had that conversation while they're watching um, the old guy. I can't uh, stick stick and they're watching him and then they kind of had that like brotherly like back and forth i was like yes they're doing it they're giving it to us i was so happy have you gone do you know much of iron fist lore comic wise i own all of the uh immortal series plus of the uh spinoffs from the immortals okay so you're all everything you know of iron fist for the most part is all oh and hero uh, and Heroes for Hire. I I don't know all of Heroes for Hire, but I that's how I kind of started was with Heroes for Hire, learning how he connected with uh, Luke Cage and how he kind of started that business. And then Misty Knight, of course. We can't forget Misty Knight. Um, that's my favorite run of Heroes for Hire. Never get <laughs> when to Misty see Knight her. took over in Heroes for yeah, Hire. Was, I'm s- yeah. That was a downside that, that they could have taken on uh, in the series, but um, Iron Fist is just... He's such a, like, Danny Rand has had a very crazy lifestyle change, costume, um, who he is throughout the years. And, but one thing has always stayed true. He's always like this Zen guy who's just like, I just want to make sure I do good. And people get paid for it. Like, people have, like, are making, like, a living off of this because... He, like I, the whole motive, he like he didn't have powers. He literally had to beat a dragon, and that's what drew me into it. Was like this is a guy who came into this mentality of being a hero, off of being nothing, but then being trained by people to show them like, listen, like you can do so much more. You could be doing so so much more. And even then, even in the Mortal series, you kind of come to figure out, like, you're like, even when he's punched in the face, like, with more skill, he's still like, I don't know if I should really be doing this. Dan, Danny, Danny is, God, Danny Rand is, is unbelievably fucking awesome <laughs> as far as a character. Um, Danny is so complex at every time because he's constantly doubting and not necessarily. Uh, not thankful for what he has, mm-hmm. but feels like he's always like, am, am, am I the right one chosen for this? I've earned this, but am I the correct one? And he's constantly doubting himself the entire time. Mm-hmm. That's half of it. What makes us like that character so much? Yeah, you know, it's the same. The same token. You go back. Go back to Spidey. It's the reason why people. You know, he's he's the everyman. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's trying to save the day at the same time. You know, he's trying to get home in time to drop off the eggs to Aunt May, you know, and, and he has no money on top of that. You know, he's trying to get by. He's got to make his web fluid. He's got a bunch of crap he's trying to do and just try. And, and he has to. It's not like he could actually make the make the decision to turn it off mm-hmm. and say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to be a hero today. You know, it's like he it's great power comes great responsibility. It's the same as Superman, for fuck's sake. If if Superman was real, if if I were Superman 
eventually I would get to a point. It's like, you know what? All you ungrateful fuckers, I'm tired of saving you. (laughs) I'm tired of pulling your cats out of the fucking tree and not getting a thank you. I'm tired of walking old ladies across the street. And those are the minor things. Yeah. And let's not talk about the multitude of nuclear bombs I've pulled out of the air and saved for alien invasions, all kinds of shit. What do you do for me? You make a statue. But the second something goes bad... All of you people are blaming my yep. ass. You know, my, Superman wouldn't take this shit in real life. My, He's got a strong chin, man. My favorite run that I've read so far recently uh, was J. J. Michael Straczynski's uh, Earth yeah. One, um, because I it was, was. I was actually going to th- suggest that to you if you haven't read it yeah. yet. So, it's yeah. so it's so different because Superman in that one is not treated like a Superman of past where he's like uh, you know he's a do-gooder and he's like he's just a bumbling fool and so like, he's like no I'm an alien I'm smarter than you and I really don't give a shit and there's a part where um, he's fighting Zod and they're f- flying through buildings like Superman wouldn't do that if he can if he can prevent you know innocence from being hurt he would do it but in this series he was like I'm gonna take that guy out and if you're in the way you better move and it was like, whoa, Superman's. Well, you you think about it from from a. No, this is this is weird, but put yourself put yourself in Superman's shoes. <laughs> you have all the power in the entire. You know, you're unstoppable. Yeah. You you basically are perfect. You're infallible. The only thing that could really necessarily stop you is your own brain, and kryptonite. Yeah. That's that's it. You 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 basically have your own control. Now, what happens to the point where we all have moments during, you know, our weeks, our days, or whatever, where we hit that point where we're done. Mm-hmm. We, we're done on someone, you know, think about it from his level, the amount of shit he puts up with. Where's his switch? Do you want to be on his bad side one day when he flips? How, <laughs> that, does, how does he stay in control? Does he meditate? What happens in that fortress of solitude? And what happens is in Injustice, when you see... Yeah, Are you excited boy. about Brightburn? Brightburn? It looks pretty damn cool. Looks cool. It looks cool. I don't. I, I, tr- I really try not to get too hyped about movies, uh, and that started with the second Matrix movie. Um, <laughs> Understandable uh, if you're saying that one. I had. I think we all went to the same thing with the Matrix. You know, we saw the first one. Yeah. The first one we we all loved, right? Did you like the first movie? Well, I was gonna say that I'm I'm always the odd man out. Okay. Always because the third is my favorite, but. Exactly. I always get shit for yeah. it, but no, I'm just confused. But it's okay. But we all we all, we all have our opinion. It could be wrong. But the, um, That's exactly what I say. But the uh, you know we all walked out of the Matrix feeling a direction it's going to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, my my wildest dreams. I I it did not go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> but I saw it going like to the extreme. Like, you know, Neo's going to do some fucking crazy, like, breaking the fourth wall shit, and they discover, like, all this crap. And I didn't expect a big rave underground. I didn't expect that. That was a little odd. But that's the expectations we set upon ourselves before we go see a movie. We've already got the whole script. We got the happy ending. We got all this. And that's what sets us up for failures in movies. It's like I saw Captain Marvel. Now, I've got two different reviews for Captain Marvel. (laughs) I've got my MCU review as far as the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe is mm-hmm. concerned. And I've got my Marvel Comics review of Captain Marvel. That review is not fun. If you're a Captain Marvel fan, and you're in, in, I will destroy that poor movie yeah. as far as a fanboy is concerned. As far as the MCU, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It ties everything together. It's fucking great. I think it works. I think it's Brie Larson did a great job. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. 
as far as a fanboy is concerned, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> She's been around for, what, two years? You're going to give her a fucking movie and a new costume? And what happened to Rogue, man? <laughs> like, I mean, just want to throw down a little bit. But, I mean, she's a little bit contribution to half of her powers. But, you know, that's neither here nor yeah. there. <laughs> so, Swamp Thing. Uh, it was not canceled. It is tentatively set for May 31st, 2019. It's a series on DC Universe, the app. So Okay. It was uh, the news I was reading was it was scaled back. It was thirteen episodes, and there was some stuff happening, so they brought it back down to ten episodes. Okay, so I, well, they only dropped three. That's I suspect the DC universe is doing kind of poorly. Um, you like I, the Teen Titans, though. I no, no, no. Again, I always I have my business hat on, <laughs> and my business hat is different. Yeah, so that's fair. You know, most of the time I give my business hat perspective on things, just like I I liked Venom and I hated the movie. Uh, <laughs> I I like Shazam, but uh, it wasn't the greatest movie. Just wasn't the greatest movie, and uh, yeah. So, um, Did, have you seen Doom Patrol yet? I've watched about half of it. You, how you feeling about Doom Patrol? Well, it, he canceled his. It was not enough so. to keep me going. Really? Because I've been on the fence of getting it, but there's not enough. There's not enough meat there to make. I'm like I'm. I am. I want to jump in full bore in Titans, mm-hmm. like hardcore. He said he loves so Titans. good. Is Jericho in, in Titans at all? No. Have they, are they, I don't. I don't think are so. Are they going to introduce Jericho in the Titans? Man, if they I do, that would be that would be the deal breaker. I have not thought about Jericho in so long. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> but I I don't think he is. Uh, you know, I wasn't familiar with Dove and Hawk. Oh, Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove. Rob Liefeld's creation. And they do a great. Yeah. They do a great job with them, in my opinion. It's, it should um, be now. Granted, I haven't seen it, but it yeah. should be fun. You should watch it, and you should actually be feeling, you know, oh. kind of a little bit oh, of it's a, depressing. The, t- 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 <laughs> Titans, the whole the no, whole, I mean Hawk and just Hawk and Dove in general. There, you see some flashbacks to when it was it was fun, but what you see in the show is the end of their career. Oh, they had so they're so fun. they're. Um, well, so Titans is pretty dark. So Dove though. is like, awesome. Dark, dark, dark. Well, yeah, it's, DC it's dark. dark. It's it's DC dark. Yeah. It is DC dark. It is it is a continuation of the Murderverse. It's this theme that you want to be depressed. I, I mean, right? It's I don't watch Walking Dead, but uh, I, I appreciate the people who like it watch it. But I just find it depressing, and I, I like more uplifting things. I enjoyed what I watched with you, but as being somebody who has some feelings uh, for Dick Grayson. Not really yeah, happy well, with what they did my, with Dick Grayson. Like my favorite thing was uh, but listening to it, Kevin, Kevin. It's still enjoyable. Listening to Kevin Smith talk about it. Um, he was like, every Comic-Con I've ever gone to has ever always had like a theme. Like We had the Walking Dead one because the Walking Dead came out. That's the Walking Dead Comic-Con. He's like, last year's Comic-Con was the Comic-Con of Fuck Batman. Because that was the trailer for Titans. And then it was great. It. I mean, it, it's just great to see Robin do all this stuff and then just come straight up to the camera and just be like, fuck Batman. And the quality is good. The quality yeah, was real was. Not in Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. I mean, <laughs> Doom Patrol should come off looking like something out of MST3K. Yeah. Like, seriously. It, it does. In my, it yeah. In my, my feeling, yeah. it should kind of feel that way for it to... It's fun. It has... Uh, Who's the actor who plays Wash in Firefly? Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan. It has Alan, which is fun. He's the villain. Um, the whole show is good, but I just feel like Doom Patrol is a is basically um, WB saying we cannot be Netflix. We cannot produce a series every single month, and this Whoa. is what I keep pushing back to James. I'm like, 
if Disney Plus gives me a whole new show to binge every single month. Oh, it's will, over. Yeah. Yeah, I will keep it's it. It's over. Yep. Now, is Disney Plus going to bring over, like, like I haven't heard as far as, uh, like, Cloak and Dagger. Are they bringing that over to Disney Plus? Or is they have not announced it. Done? They have they, not announced it, but that's probably because Freeform uh, is owned by Disney. Um, but it's a Hulu show, right? No. Cloak and it, Dagger I thought was Hulu. No, it is oh, a Freeform okay. show. Yeah, you know, when you watch Hulu, you see the little logo of the network that it came from, so it's a Freeform yeah. show. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's why I feel like... They may leave it where it is just because they're like, ah, technically we have our hands on this. But I, I, so I, I could see. I Do you like Cloak and Dagger? Oh, I love Cloak and Dagger. I love Cloak and Dagger. Oh, I love Cloak and Dagger. Well, the other question is what happens to... So the second season uh, started. I haven't seen any of it yet. What happens to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I don't know. Because I, you just said that the... I love it. It's good. And it's, I don't know if I you've seen... I haven't watched S.H.I.E.L.D. But isn't, in the last when, two seasons. I haven't watched it. I, I think I was while. right there with you. And did, the trailer I just saw, I was like, I am missing something. Oh, yeah. yeah we're going back and jumping back so on. So, wait. Did you did you stop before Madam Hydra or after? I stopped at Ghost Rider. Okay. You didn't like Ghost Rider? I, no, I dug it. We just got oh, busy and yeah. just fell off mm-hmm. the... You know. I, I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feels like part of the MCU as, as it should, because it, it literally, they have actors kind of cross over and they have events happen. Yeah. But um, Cloak and Dagger feels like the X-Men universe. It doesn't feel like the MCU. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you look at, you look at the old Cloak and Dagger, I mean, I feel Spidey like Spidey was involved in 95% of Cloak and Dagger storylines, you know, it's, yeah. it's, he's, they're more part of the Spider-Man universe, Daredevil, things like that. A lot of yeah. Hell's Kitchen, a lot of central, New York, you know, those characters. Mm -hmm. If you can't pull them in, you're losing half of what makes them together. It it is interesting how they're, you know, putting the Runaways in L.A. and they're putting Cloak and Dagger in New Orleans. It makes sense. Honestly, it does make sense. Yeah, it's funny because the running joke in the MCU is, why does everything bad happen in New York? Yeah. Like, geez. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does does make it harder to have these crossovers. So... But like with your statement, though, about uh, all these heroes being in central New York, um, that's what kind of gave me hope being that I like that kind of street level that those those particular heroes. Um, I thought when these all these characters, were, I was like, wow, we're going to get like a big mashup. Heroes for hire is going to be a thing like so we're going to something's coming. And then to see it pretty much just. Mm. I think it fell apart. Well, I mean. We, we all, even you, I think you can agree. We all agreed that Iron Fist's first season was not great. Yeah, it was just... Had so on much it. potential. Yeah, though. and I think it fell apart with Defenders because Defenders did exactly what Suicide Squad did, in my opinion, which was Suicide Squad was not Suicide Squad. It was Deadshot and Harley and Friends. <laughs> yeah. And that's what Defenders was. It was Iron Man, or Iron, Man Iron Fist and Friends. Like, they were there, but they didn't really have much to do. Danny's story should have been... Danny's story of coming to, to to become the Iron Fist should have should have wrapped up at the end of the first season. Yeah, before it, he before Defenders started, and he should have been the Iron Fist when Defenders started. Danny's still trying to find himself in Defenders. It yeah. didn't work. You yeah, know, it just and, didn't work. They weren't a team. It's it's everyone and Danny in the corner going, I don't know what I'm doing. I you told know. people even. Uh, what like third season at, or after the second se- season I was like if Iron Fist gets a a third season um, this is back when I was trying to have speculations because nobody had a third season uh, yet like yeah. going and 
I waited and I was like, you know what's going to happen? Because Luke Cage's second season was also kind of like, mm, looks like he's kind of like coming to a, st- a halt. I was like, they're going to give us Luke Cage Iron Fist. And I was like, that would make me so happy if they just were like, mm, these two characters definitely do better if they're together. Oh, yeah. Which I really feel if maybe even if they would have started like that, it would have had. I just honestly, I don't want to. Eh. The actor who plays Danny Rand, honestly, I give her Finn. Three. Yeah, Finn I, Jones I, I, was not my first pick. Not my first pick either. He did a great job. He and, did, and he's not bad. The actor that plays Luke Cage is my first, second, and third pick. I wish he <laughs> would stay Luke Cage <laughs> forever. Ever, yeah, forever. And uh, yeah, that that's what's really heartening, disheartening for me is the the choices they made. Now we're not going to see them progress mm-hmm. because they were good. Yeah. I mean, Daredevil was good, man. We saw his ass get beat like constantly. I think uh, <laughs> I think I threw Charlie Cox off when I met him because I met him um, last year at Comic Con and I just I walked up to him and he was like, "Let me sign something." And I, I didn't have anything. I was like, "Ah, oh, no." I just wanted to come up and say like, "I appreciate the show. It's it's awesome. I love what you do." I hated Dead or Daredevil when it was first out, and I like it now. And I just wanted to say thanks. And he's like, ah, "Well, shit. All right." And then I was just like, okay, bye. And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to figure a lot of these people, too, get like stacks of things they want yeah. signed in front of them and, you know, never really get thanked at all. So just the fact that you walked up with nothing and said hi. I know. did that, too. Um, that was back also when I was heavily into uh, Overwatch. And I, I walked up to Sombra's voice actress and it just was like talking. And, uh, and she was like, so what do you want me to sign? I was like, I oh, just you are awesome. You're my favorite character that's been out so far. And it's like, I'm like. Well, it's like at a at a level up. It's coming up in a couple weeks. I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. Huge Dragon Ball fan. On top of that, I'm a huge Vegeta fan. The hell am I gonna get a voice actor to sign? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's like, a, yeah, I've got. It's a few like things. get a Dragon Ball, maybe. I don't know, but uh, it's a voice actor though. It's like I, it's it. I made it's the not joke. The real voice of the original character. It, it's weird. I made the joke of weird. I made the joke of let's get him on the show and then never ask him to do a Vegeta voice at all and just have him be like what you guys didn't want me to do my voice like no we just want to know you man yeah um, <laughs> Rich you know what's coming it's an interview and I oh <laughs> <laughs> so our our Lord and Savior's birthday was uh, last week uh, we just wanted to know your thoughts on Paul Rudd. We ask every single interview what you think about Paul about Rudd. About Paul Rudd? Yeah. Just I, Paul I Rudd. hope he enters and violates the holiest of holies. <laughs> and that's how Endgame ends. Uh, in fact, our, uh, well, we've got a running joke kind of in between. Uh, our Ant-Man uh, is currently our Robin, but he's on the cusp of, of being our Ant-Man. Um, he's pretty much the meme master like in our group. That's all he does is assault us daily with memes. Uh, Sounds I've, like me. I've purchased his Butthole Surfers t-shirt to wear <laughs> under his Ant-Man costume <laughs> when he's at events, just so we have fun with that for a little bit. But, no, Paul Rudd's the shit. He's come a long way, you know? And he and he really <laughs> hasn't, because if you look at his face between Clueless and now, it hasn't changed. No, he, it hasn't. Be, he, hasn't, he hasn't aged at all. He's a vampire, yeah. I tell you. If, I think if Byron ever met Paul Rudd, he'd have to kill him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Blade, Blade hunts down all these actors you don't need. <laughs> um, so we on our last podcast, though, one that you were you were just heard as we were finishing up, um, announced. You know, obviously Disney Plus is coming. We know it's coming in November. We know the price. 
Are you getting it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, was... I'm, I'm day one. Like if it, if I could purchase it now, to already have the subscription going and do saying. some like pre thing just to throw me even five minute clips of things, <laughs> I will keep it in rotation. I'm good. You've got, you've got every Simpsons episode ever. X-Files. Oh shit. I didn't even think about X-Files. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you've, you've got so much before you even hit the cusp. Of just Disney animated stuff. You know? You've got the whole Disney library at your fingertips. Yep. Like my uh, I actually didn't say this in the podcast. The Disney Disney Channel originals are gonna be there. And I was just like, I get to watch Brink whenever I want. This is great. <laughs> so yeah, that would be the original Tailspin will be on there. The original Ooh. DuckTales, Darkwing Duck should be streaming. Mm-hmm. That alone's worth it. Yeah, I, mean, I think really, it is. Really? Just Darkwing for the, Duck. I don't even need Darkwing Duck or Tailspin. I just need the intro song. Then I'm good. <laughs> That's all I need it for. Will I'll pay five to, bucks a month. Just will you have it. the option to skip the intro like you do in Netflix? And will you want to? Know. Well, no, you're going to have the right. option, but on, on Tailspin, it won't let you. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to listen to the theme song. Great, that was such a great theme song. <laughs> okay, so you have uh, several heroes um, that what well, that work with you in critical care. And uh, first question is, do you have any villains? And um, do you allow villains? It's a little bit of a tricky question. We do have some villains in the organization. Uh, primarily, like the villain, villain, villains, primarily will be at events. Um, however, if it works with pretty much the flow, the personality of the characters that are going, if it's a villain that... Um, and also, at the same time, it depends on the facility. Um, if the facility wants to do something along the lines of, you know, um, like one of the outpatient clinics we go to, like uh, say they want the Joker to do something and they want Batman to stop him, I'm, I'm down 110%, especially if it's what the facility's requesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for it. As far as people joining, it would almost be one of those things where uh, personality means a lot. Uh, knowledge of the character means a lot. Um, how we could utilize that character is important. So it would. It, I mean, there's a lot of factors involved, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's discouraging. Can uh, we, throw it out and, and see. You know, we could try. To add on to his question, um, since I'm the uh, weeb of our podcast, I'm. I'm. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it good enough so at least it makes sense. Would you allow? My Hero Academia heroes. Or anime in general, I guess. Well, I do give away Shonen Jumps. Okay. Um, there are, I mean, there are, there's, a, there's a girl we see quite often at Sunrise who, it, that's her thing, is anime. So I purposely try to find stuff that is more anime-based just to throw at her. Uh, last week, she got some Attack on Titan stuff, you know, right. and she was digging it. So it's like... You know, it's, it's, it, you feel them out. It's one of those things. If, if, if I had enough people, well, we all, for the most part, we kind of, we have, well, we're all Dragon Ball fans too. Uh, one of the days of level up, we haven't decided yet, but one of the days of level up, we're dressing up as Dragon Ball characters. Okay. Uh, primary, mine is Hercule Satan. Uh, he, <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan. We, we, we like to do things in the tournament and kick some ass. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I've got the I've got the the gi and the pants and the afro and everything, and 
uh, Michael, our vice president, he's our Spider-Man. He does future trunks, and he's got his hair all done up saying it's a sword and everything. Are you- uh, Leiden does uh, does Vegeta. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, you know, we, we pretty much roll together as a little crew, and it'd be one of those things if it's if it fit, and it, we, especially if we had a call for it. If someone was like, yo, I've got, you know, my 10-year-old boy, 8-year-old girl, 15-year-old girl, whatever, who's a huge Dragon Ball fan. Is there anything you could do? Shit, we'd be on that like white on rice. We, we, we would we would lose our shit. We'd be more than happy to do that. You know, it depends on the circumstance. You know, would you do stuff for like Harry Potter? Oh yeah, most definitely. If it was, if if we had the ability to do it, and it was asked of us, I it, great power comes great responsibility. We have enough people in the group that if I put it out in the ether, and it's like, hey, we got a request, Harry Potter theme, yada yada. We'd have enough people to jump on to even do a visit of like just like four or five people yeah. just to make it I something can, special. I can throw out my Newt's Commander. I have a Newt's Commander if you need one. I was going to. If you need a Peter B. Parker, I can do that too. You know. There's a lot of people on the list for that. They just, <laughs> just want to wear like, freaking, uh, they just want to wear sweatpants and walk around and eat pizza and be all bumming out. If you know uh, My Hero Academia, um, I'm pretty sure now that I'm going to apply for I Was a Sensei. Eraser head. So if you don't know, his whole main power is literally to turn off all other heroes' powers. He loves this character so much. I do. <laughs> I hardcore. I literally. We had at my uh, airport job. We had one store was DC and one store was Marvel. And I said, I don't want to be neither. And they were like, Who do you want to be? And I was like, I want to be this character from a, uh, an anime called My Hero Academia. So it's technically still a hero. And they're like. Mm, are they even strong? And I was like, my hero literally would kick your, uh, like all of your butts. And then she's just like, no way. And I was like, yes way. And I showed her and she wanted to be uh, Captain Marvel. And I was like, oh, great. Literally, you, you literally become nothing versus me. And she goes, why? And I was like, I literally just have to keep eye contact with you. And you'll be like. Yeah, but on the flip side, if you throw sand in his eyes, he's completely done. So. Yeah, <laughs> but I, hey, you know what? If you technically, if you piss on Green Lantern, he can't do shit to you <laughs> because the color yellow. So. That reminds me of one of my favorite uh, Big Bang Theory jokes. So Big Bang Theory a long time ago was uh, they were explaining Green Lantern to I think it was Penny, and he was like, "Yeah, his weakness is yellow." And Raj was like, or no, I think it was one of them was like, uh, actually, the original Green Lantern's weakness was wood. He's like, "Great, so I can take him down with a number two pencil." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, no, that's cool. Cause uh, no, I'm, I'm. I mean, a lot of it. Like I said, a lot of it's personality. If you sell it to me, you make me excited. Shit, yeah, you're, that that's half of it. I mean, I mean, basically, it's like if if anyone wants to. Basically, what I throw out there is if anyone wants to join our family, basically, because that's the way I like to. I, I liked having the organization based on the family structure. Uh, I feel like we all depend on each other. We all lean on each other a little bit more. And it's one of those things if, if someone's someone's having a rough week or a what rough type of thing. I mean, it goes back to like Forrest Gump. You know, lean on me, I'll lean on you so we're both not laying in the mud. That type of philosophy that we could all help each other, you know, by being together. That's half of it, to be able to, to, be able to want to enter that type of thing because at the same token it is a family you know we do have each other's back we want you 
to become involved in the family. So it's like you have to have that desire to become part of the family. At the same time, you also have to have that personality of that character while you're in that character and be able to sustain it really for the most part in the shittiest of situations. Mm-hmm. You know, if you walk into a room and you, well, I sometimes for the most part, it's kind of a, it really sucks because for the most part, I know what's going on more in that room than our heroes that go in. Cause I'm a lot more familiar with what's going on in that room with uh-huh. the different machines and what they're getting. A lot of them don't know what hell they're walking into. Whereas I see it and it's like, oh shit, they're like walking into DEFCON 4 right now. You know, they don't, they don't have a clue. Which we've now entered a training facility that it's pretty much going to be our danger room now. We've got a, a hospital training facility with a full staff that have the machines and everything for us that we can actually test uh, basically people in costumes and things for hospital visits to see if it works. You know, to see if it's versatile to be able to use in that situation. And also at the same time to kind of prep people, you know. We go to a lot of the... Well, we go to six facilities in Vegas monthly. Out of those facilities, we see the same kids quite a bit. It it takes a toll on you after a while. I've been doing this now... I've been doing hospital visits now for six, almost six years. I've, I know of four kids that I could think of right off the top of my head that we used to visit that aren't around anymore. You know, this is a reality. You know, we're going in there... We don't know the situation. We don't know what may happen while we're in there. We don't know what they may say to us while we're in there. You know, you still have to be that character regardless. There's multiple times that, you know, Spidey, Panther, uh, more of our characters that actually have like the full shield masks. When they leave the certain rooms, they're like, dude, I'm so glad I'm wearing a mask right now. If you saw my face right now, and normally at that point I'm crying too. So it's like, dude, I, I know. I get it, you know. And it's like, there's a lot of people don't think about that also. That's one of those things that I want, you know, I'll welcome more. You gotta, you gotta be able to understand there's a lot more to it than just dressing up and walking into a room. I I feel like if you have that type of personality where you want to go help people, you have to remember too, like you might get attached to some of the people and you might lose some people. And that's going to be the hardest part for you. You have to realize that's going to be something that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially after you've already made that connection. You know, if it's, if it's been one of those things where it's like one month you go to the clinic and you see, well, you see them at the clinic the next month we're at sunrise. Now you see them because they're different facilities. It's not like you're going to see the kid at the same facility every time, depending what their treatment is, they may be at a different facility, you know, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're here and you come back and you end up hearing word. It's like, they didn't make, or you see the parents or something going on. They let you know, yeah. you get an email or something, or you're invited to the wake. You know, it's like, the hell do you do? You know, there's been circumstances where we've been in the hospital and they see us walk in the waiting room and it's like, oh, you know, my, my son, my daughter, they're on the fourth floor. They're in a coma. Can you come up and see them in the room? And, you know, mom has, I get it, you know, but mom has this little hope that, you know, with Spider-Man or Superman or Batman being in the room, you know, the kid's going to magically wake up or something. We know the reality of that. Yeah, but we're not going to tell her no. You know, I'm not going to tell her no. Yeah. Well, I so, also feel like there's always, you know, the reality of it, but you also, you know, hope maybe, maybe it'll help. Maybe, maybe something maybe, happens. It, it's not going to hurt. Yeah. You know, so why not? It's like, be corny again with great power comes great responsibility. It sucks. <laughs> Damn Parker. <laughs> So, um, because you are a huge comic book fan, I have to ask you probably the hardest question you always get asked. 
DC versus Marvel. Marvel every day, all day, <laughs> 110%. I am a Marvel loyalist. Um, and half that is I just... DC never felt like real to me. I, I think we talked about that before on a know, couple of podcasts. Is, it, is, it is so interesting that you say that because I dream regularly that I'm in the Marvel world. And that world feels like it has a history to me. And I feel like... Like, I understand the flow of this world, and DC isn't. Would I read, especially when I was a kid, when I read a book, you know, back a long time, one of my, one of my all-time, I got a lot of favorite superheroes. Uh, ben Grimm is, like, one of my top four, the thing. Un- <laughs> top four, huh? You had to use that? <laughs> of course I did. The, uh, ben, ben Grimm is... I have a question for you after this. Okay. He's... he's Ben, if, if I, I want to be Spider-Man, my reality is I'm Ben Grimm, and I know this. Um, ben Grimm has a heart and soul, and it's like when you read the book, and you read the comics, and he's down on Yancey Street. I know, granted it's in New York, it's a little far away, yeah. but I know I could pull up a map and find out exactly where Yancey Street is, and for like five minutes, I somehow feel like I could relate. Whereas I can't find Metropolis on a map. I have no clue where the hell Gotham is, you know? <laughs> it doesn't it's all it's more fantasy type thing. Gotham is just Detroit, so I'm just <laughs> Which end? All of it. <laughs> Dark and smoky. Since you love Ben Grimm, mm-hmm. my question is because this was one of my favorite uh reads for Fantastic Four. How'd you feel when Ben found out about Johnny? About Johnny what? Supposedly. But, well, this is before we knew that he wasn't. But when Ben was uh, with Hulk and Thor and they were training, and uh, I forget who, who was the messenger, but he, he socked Hulk right in the face when he found out that Johnny was dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Johnny wasn't dead though. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. But it was fucking glorious when he found out he had a Nihilus on a fucking leash and he was a boss. Yeah. No, that was Johnny goes supernova in the freaking come on. (laughs) Yeah. No, Ben Well, you look at the time you look at the history between Ben and Johnny. Yeah. You know? It's a lot like the history between Spidey and Johnny. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one of the best reads I've ever read was uh, an issue of the Future Foundation uh, that when, after Johnny came back, he's living with Parker. Yeah. And and that's one of the best issues because it's, it's the camaraderie between the both, you know, it's the, it's, go ahead. Did you know the Spider-Man, so you say that they live together. Did you know the old school comic or cartoon that was Spider-Man and Friends? Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't supposed to be Firestar. Johnny. Yeah, so many people are like, "What? No, like I." Yeah, they're not best friends. She was specifically created just for that cartoon, and mm-hmm. then about two years later, they made her. No, it was later that year they adapted the show into a comic. Technically, mm-hmm. was her first appearance, and then she showed up in a miniseries later, like, like Harley Quinn. Yeah. Exactly and it's like Harley Quinn. It was it was great. Money, be- brother. I want them to revisit it because I think it'd be great to have Peter, Bobby, and Johnny all just living in a condo together. Now that they're all owned by the same company. It can happen. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Do you, so do you think with what we've gotten from Fantastic Four, the last two, do you think it could be saved? The last if two they, what? If they, if they made another one. The last two movies. 
You're not counting Fan Four Stick. Yeah, apparently not, because I completely forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you go into Fan Four Stick and you just watch it, just for the sake of watching a movie, it's not all that bad until Doctor Doom shows up. <laughs> that it all goes right to shit. Yeah. Um, they're not. Can you? What was the question? Can they make you, a Fantastic Four? Can movie? they make a Fantastic Four now and be good? Oh, by all means. If they, if they take the blueprint they have currently right now with Endgame, you work in Thanos. Basically, the reason why he did everything he did was to you know cut half the population down and all mm-hmm. that. But you, he did that to make the planet less desirable for Galactus to eat. You're done. And we. So who do you think is? a villain worthy of the next 10 years. I've heard rumors of Kang the Conqueror popping up. It's the first time I heard that one. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that one exactly. I could see him showing up as like as a minor character, you know, like popping up like uh, how uh, Homeboy did in, uh, no, well, Ultron. God, poor Ultron. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Hurt, man. Ultron. (laughs) Ultron or which we what about Thor 2 Thor 2 the sequel yeah dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we were talking about doing the uh, the Marvel Thor 2 the dark ether <laughs> coming the, this summer doing the entire Marvel marathon and we're like well we can sleep during Iron Man 2 and Thor 2 those are our two movies you know, Iron Man 2 was better than Iron Man 3 oh I mean 3 sorry I, okay. I always use 3 because 2 and 2 okay it has its redeeming qualities there's not many <laughs> but they're there they're there uh, what was the question again? The which villain would you like to see as? Oh, I'm I'm always down to see Doom. I want to see a good so, Doctor so Doom. So ten years of movies with with basically. Oh, like I take a hundred years of movies with fucking Doctor Doom. <laughs> me too. See, like, oh god, set set the next Dude, four movies he, in Latveria straight up and just yeah. show me just show me the evolution of Doom exactly, and I'll be happy. Do well, not give me a movie about Doom. I want because right, my, villains die in MCU movies. So I want just little bits of doom. Yep. Just seed it. Just seed it. Little seed like, it. like the first one, just give me give me like a shot of the hand holding a gauntlet. You know, the, the little <laughs> yeah. chalice. Yeah. And I'm good. The next scene, maybe a little bit of, maybe like an end scene in like in the next movie with like a little bit of green cloth and you see like an eye and that's it. You're just in that, like maybe yeah. a cackle yeah. and that's it. Then like the third one finally like, it's time for doom, and then like I, I will like lose my shit. Just... I think what was uh, what movie was that in when uh, Thanos actually said his first line? Uh, well, maybe it wasn't his Guardians? first line, but it was when he picked up the gauntlet. He's like, "Fine, I'll do it myself." Myself, yeah. It would, or it would be great if, like, similar to that, they have Doom, somebody going up to him, and then he does his classical fool. <laughs> We were talking to um, we, is, is everyone every time you see him the beautiful thing about Doom is it's a Doom bot. Yeah. Every yeah. time you fight him, no matter how epic or how menial it is, like seriously, one punch to the face, bam, falls over. Oh, it was a Doom bot. You could make a, an entire like four f- like four movie series go on, and you're fighting Doom at the very end. It was a Doom bot. You know they have that in Agents of Shield that. That basically, at any point you see somebody die, they could be a Simbot. Um, obviously, in the comics, they've really like blundered apart with like Nick Fury. All the Nick Furies basically are, are <laughs> Nick Fury bots. That's how it was back in right right around the Civil War, like when Civil War came out yeah. in Marvel Comics. That's pretty much how it was. Fury was never around. Yeah. And when he did show up, you found out it was either a, an evil clone or it was a robot. 
Thanks, my, one of my favorite season uh, series storylines, I guess, is uh, Immortal Sin. Uh, original, original Sin. With the original Sin? Death of the Watcher uh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I popped love his that. eye out. That was deep. Yeah. Who the hell's going to steal the Watcher's eyeball, man? Ah, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Yeah. That's when you're like... He I has went, no respect for eyes. <laughs> no. That all went, that all went down to... Maybe just goose. You know what? Yeah. 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 I'm not too keen about that part still. That part still kind of stings. It was cute. I get it. It, it was cute. His reaction did not feel good to me at all. The whole time I was like, he should be in more pain. He should be reacting more. Like, you don't just lose your eye like that. Well, then again, we don't know the numbing powers of the claws. You know, I'm sure there was some kind of chemical in the claws that caused like, you know. I, 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 am, a, <laughs> I am a total apologist. If they had just given me two seconds of him taking like, like popping a pill or something, I would have been like, oh yeah, but he was taking, you know, he's taking heavy morphine or something. Well, he was standing next to a sink and he was drinking some water. Maybe he took a pill right there. I'm not that much of an apologist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we got one or two things left. Actually, we have one thing left. Um, this is something we started doing in the last few podcasts. Um, we have a board game here. If you guys have listened to the last It's a board two, game with no board. Yeah. It's a, it's a card game. It's like, it's okay. Card game. I, I accept that. It's a card game. So the, the rules of this were simple. If you've, I mean, it's normally you would, you would play it like you would play Cards Against Humanity. Uh, because we're on the podcast, we're not going to actually play it like Cards Against Humanity. I'm just going to give you a card. A pre-selected card? A pre-selected. I just grabbed it. I don't know it. So you're going to read that line. In this card's accent. And, okay, that's not even an accent. That's a action. Yeah, good thing, we're, good thing we learned. And, yeah. yeah, we learned to look so that it's not something visual. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> so each of us will have one and we'll just kind of go through. That last one the, was head bob. How are you supposed to do an accent called... So are we going to start from this side of the table and go... Yeah, he's got his card race. Go ahead. Right, you ready? Yeah. I don't speak English good, but yes, I will be your president. <laughs> Is this an old man? Grandma. That's Grandpa? close enough. Grandma. 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 Nice. Oh, man, I don't even... Okay. Let's see if we can figure that one out. I'm kind of just cherry picking now. <laughs> That's not I'll, fair. I'll do that one. Mm. Yeah, you can do that one. I haven't seen that one before, so it's even better. <laughs> Please, sir, spare a zoink for the old blue-haired bimby who's dire need of a pint. He said bimby. <laughs> I'm going to throw that in my vocabulary now. This was side mouth talker? I, I, I didn't even know... People talked with the side of the yeah. mouth. I didn't you even don't remember that. the guy from Heroes? Uh, Drug me nuts. But the guy who could absorb powers? Yeah. The whole show, he always talks. He's a side talker. Is me you talk out of the side of your mouth? Like, you're talking like this all the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like an acting training style or something like that that I hate it. <laughs> all right, James. All right, you go ahead. I'm going to get this last round. Yeah, he's, he's cherry picking everything oh, right okay. now to select exactly what he wants to play, so. Mm. I've been single for so long that my grandma set me up with someone from her bingo hall. <laughs> I wonder if you can guess what that one was supposed to be. Tell me it was Batman. I'm Batman. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one I kind of shocked that Batman's grandma wanted to set him up with a date. Dude, so that one was Batman just or Batman's grandma just wants to see him happy. Grandma Wayne, like you know, grandma she just Wayne. wants me to get married. Five bucks is her name's Martha. <laughs> wait, wait, 
your mom's Martha too? Oh God! It'd be funny if they were both sitting there at the same time. You got Batman and Superman, and they both say, "What was your mom's name?" And they both go, "Martha." And it's like, "Jeez, you owe me a Coke." <laughs> and then they 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 break the fourth one. Well, this movie sucks. This movie's <laughs> bad. This movie's, <laughs> movie's really bad. All right, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Come for the buffet lunch. Stay for the daytime supper. That was awful, but I think it was close enough. No, it was identifiable. It was identifiable. It <laughs> was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was right on the cusp of being so bad that it was pretty. Yeah. That was, you, you know what I mean. Okay, that one's that one. That one's what the best. hell is this movie? So that means um, I actually choose a movie character for you. Okay. So because I was in the game, if I was a judge, I'd choose it. So I'm going to choose Paul Rudd. Oh, <laughs> i got to get into a zone for this. How would Paul Rudd say this? <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. I could totally do this as Paul Rudd. Okay. Now, what Paul Rudd would be going for would be in specific, movie specific in general? Or, Just I mean, Paul it's Rudd. the same character. Anyway. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> the best part about being adopted is hooking up at family reunions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like works. he might have actually said that in one of his movies. It sounds like a line he would <laughs> say. Yeah, so it does. Sure you... oh, wait. wait, I just had... Uh... All right, I guess you're another one. Go ahead, Rich. We'll... <laughs> Do STDs count as a pre-existing condition? So would that be a, a phrase Dracula would actually ask in this day and age with all the things <laughs> flying around yeah, actually, blood? You know, it's one of those, you know, if you're a vampire, it's something you should really consider. Is, yeah. Do vampires get AIDS? Vampire which AIDS? type is it? Is it the vampire where they, their regeneration system just makes them immune? Or do, are they what carriers? It, what is that? Yeah, right. Right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to kind of <clears throat> change the sentence slightly. Hey, homie, the only wall we should be building is around the Kardashians' count, uh, compound, you know? I mean, I think if you told us what it was, everybody would get it. It'd it's be hard gangster. to get it. I looked at the card. Yeah. I understood. It was gangster. <laughs> gangster. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And the last one. Oh, God. <clears throat> For English, press one. For Spanish, oh, prima dos. For emoji, grin loudly. <laughs> the southern? I, I guess it was, yeah, southern draw. Oh, right on. I thought it was the one kid from 30 Rocks. So that worked out perfect. <laughs> that worked out perfect. Close enough. Southern, yes. The draw. I think yeah, you needed I need, a drag. I need more draw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the last thing we always do is make sure that we know if you guys are listening, what you're doing in the future, what your next plans are. World domination. No. No, that's expensive. That's a good start. That's way too expensive. <laughs> uh, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? Uh, our next event, I believe, we will be at Level Up. Uh, we will, I believe, we are at Table C five in the community section. And after that, I think our next big. What are we doing? We're doing an after party also, or is it an after party for I'll Level be, Up? I will be at the Nerd for Level Up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the after party the, will be at the, the e official after party will be at esports, but uh, we have we've teamed up with the nerd for something going on the same weekend. I think it's an end game party. Mm. Not a hundred percent. This sure. is always a trend. There's the official after party, and there's the after party where there's going to be like thirty plus awesome cosplayers, like 
basically acting as hosts. Yeah. So you 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 take your pick. Yeah, it's true. We'll be know. at one. <laughs> one of them. Just, you know, just come to Vegas. I have to go to the official one since I work for that. I don't. Life. I don't blame you one bit. It's all good. I don't have to go to the official one since you don't work there. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know. I guess we have to see until the event. Well, last time, I mean, there was a staff bottle room service. And that was great. Whole staff got plastered. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. You're still young, short. You have an opportunity in Vegas. You're young, single. No. Single enough? Yeah. Do you have to answer to anyone if you get in trouble? She just walked through the door, so. Does she have bail money? Uh, she she might actually. She actually might. Get your ducks in a row, figure it out, and then go have fun at level up. Okay. Then, okay. And then, so yeah. As long as she's got enough for bail, just minor things, you know. <laughs> we don't plan on doing anything major, you know, yeah, misdemeanor no. type stuff, you know. And I guess if you're going to level up to see critical care, you can also probably stop by and see us somewhere. We'll be there with uh, in unmarked tape. No, it's going to be like cookies. Yeah. Dorkside cookies will be there. Um, you can find the Dorkside News Network there as well. You can do challenge uh, stuff. You're going to be eating weird bugs and uh, yeah. get in sexual pins. Yeah. Nice. Get yeah. sexual pins? The, yeah. pins? So we have a Not button. like wrestling pins, like someone <laughs> pinning you down in a sexual position? Uh, you work I'm very confused right phrasing now. Phrasing on that one. I, that's, I, the that's, that's Keep them guessing. Yeah. Get more yes. people. They're going to show up and be like, what, what's, I want a sexual pin. What's going on? They're like, all right. Going to eat one of these scorpions. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So look for us at Dorkside Cookies. .net. Look for Critical Care on... What's your website? I forgot. CriticalCareComics.org. There you go. Because it is an organization. We are an organization. We're also .vegas because we are in Vegas. There you go. Find all of us. If you guys need any other information, again, find us on DorksideCookies.net. I actually can't forget the name of the website now because we have our banner for the booth and the website is right there this time. <laughs> there you go. So I'm going to get slapped if I forget it anymore. Uh, all right, guys. That was Jason Golden from Critical Care, and this was Dork Side Cookies, and this was just in. Uh, that's a horrible outro. We're gonna fix that later. Better. Is- <laughs> all right, bye, guys. Bye. Guys. bye. <laughs>